Unless you've been living under a rock, you've probably been hearing a lot about the stock market lately. Millions of people are beginning to invest for the first time ever. And we're realizing that the financial system should be built to work for us. That's why Robinhood is creating real human education resources, truly digestible financial news, and a platform that lets you invest in your own way, on your own terms. The next generation of investors is already here, and it includes you. Robinhood. Investing is risky. Robinhood Financial, LLC. You are now listening to The Just hung up the phone tonight Could already tell That you come here home intoxicated Ooh, So you better take your time With me You know what I mean? So, so maybe we can start there Okay, let's start with freedom Yeah, so what I put in the Slack was You know, are we really, are we truly free, right? Um, are we truly free to do what we want to do and be who we want to be in real life and social media, because obviously we have to enter in the social media world. So the question is, you know, are we, because I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I know we're going to get into the conversation, but to me, there's levels to it, right? So okay. the question was, are we truly free and are we who we want to be um, in a real life and social media? And then what advice would you give a young professional that struggles with the balance of expressing themselves, their mm. true self, while also not having that to reflect necessarily on their business or their profession. Because I had somebody reach out to me about that. Um, it's a young lady. And, and she was asking me, she's like, hey, I've been <laughs> listening to y'all podcast. And I wonder, because she knows I'm a professional, right? And she knows right. I have a business and different right. things going on. So she's like, you know, how do you guys, um, well, she said, how do you balance? Because y'all be, you know, saying crazy stuff, which is not crazy. It's just real conversations, right? Sure. Yeah, sure. so she's like, how do you how do you balance having like being having the whatever you want to call it courage to have real conversations without worrying about the possible ramifications of things in your other world, like your profession or having something yeah. maybe if somebody disagrees with what you say, having that reflect possibly on your business or whatever, you know. So I was like, that's a really good question, you know. That's mm. that's a really good question. So I was posing that to to you yeah. and. <laughs> I like that. I think that's something that I personally um, probably think about on a weekly basis mm -hmm. in some respect to how I show up online. Mm -hmm. How much of myself do I reveal? Yeah. Right. And recognizing that my brand, my business, just like our podcast, isn't going to be for everybody. Mm -hmm. So we have to be as authentic as we can and right. still have some personal privacy, right. right? For our own lives. We get to regulate that. Like we get to decide what yeah. information gets shared. Mm -hmm. And recognizing that we're still people first outside right. of our businesses, mm -hmm. outside of the, like we, when we show up here, I'm not showing up wearing the hat of a therapist. I'm right. Casey, who is also a black woman, who's also mm -hmm. a therapist, who's also right. a mother, who's also mm -hmm. a what, you know what I mean? So I have to be A lot clear. of hats you wear, a lot of hats. A lot of hats. 
a lot of coats. Right. I used to say I like the coats because we put the coats on. You know, sometimes we get lost with all, we get lost underneath all the coats. Or get you know real hot. Or it gets real hot. <laughs> yeah. And that, see, that's what it is for me. Like, and that's what, that's what helps me um, now, right? When I was, sure. whatever, I'm not sure exactly how old she is, but I know she's younger than me. Okay. Um, but when I was that age, obviously I wasn't doing the things I'm doing now. So I can imagine that without the, the, the life experience of understanding that's the importance true. of not losing myself under the coats, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not really sure how it would show up online or, or on social media or even if I would do it like the podcast and things like that if I got a job because I would be see I think the world that I grew up in um go to school get a job you know raised by um you know baby boomers to where the, your job is everything everything right. is your job and and you're a reflection not necessarily of your job but your job is is, is a reflection of you yeah you know so being raised like that you know, I'm not sure that I would have, because I don't think people like that take the coats off ever. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? How much of their identity is wrapped up in their work? Exactly. exactly. At this point in our lives and in this day and age, we're in this space where we're not defined by the work that we do. Exactly, yeah. It's a different world. It is. Yeah, and so that makes a difference. But I think we still have to be mindful. I mean, and that's why I don't have an OnlyFans, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> there's got to be a limit somewhere. Right. <laughs> yeah. As much as I would probably enjoy doing something on there, whatever mm-hmm. that is, I probably would enjoy that. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's not. Um, it doesn't make sense for me in my life right now. Right. Yeah. And that's what I was also, um, I think the example that I use, because I like to talk to you and Casey, I'm sorry, you and Artesia as black women, as professionals, Mm -hmm. as business owners, Mm -hmm. you know, like, how do you balance your uh, profession? I think Artesia and Anthony and I got into this a little bit uh, on the last episode where we talked about black uh, or just women, period, that she Mm -hmm. knew in her industry using you know, kind of using their sexuality as a, a benefit to enhance their profession. And it's like, sure. how do you, you know, how do you, how do you balance when that's too much or, or, or even, you know, not enough? Like, how do you even balance that? You know, like, how do you own your own sexuality, but at the same time um, decide, okay, that's not really used in this space or not used mm. in that space, you know? So I think for me personally, I have to think about what is the impact that I want to have in the space that I'm going into. Mm-hmm. That's going to determine how I show up. So our sensuality is just still a part of who we are. Right. But are we using it as a tool? Right. Or are we just using that lens and the space for the conversation? Mm-hmm. Are we using it to manipulate things? Right. right. Like, is it power? Because sensuality is power, mm-hmm. um, particularly for women. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And right? That's what that's why I think the conversation. Is so so I don't want to say I think it's a valuable conversation when you talk about the sensuality of women, because it is very powerful. Yeah. Especially yeah. in a patriarchal society. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why we have to evaluate what kind of impact do we want to have in the situation? What do we want to be known for? What do we want to leave behind in that situation? Mm. 
Um, it's one of the reasons I have not. What is that challenge called right now? The the, bus, you, the bus it the bus it challenge. Not gonna that's, see that. You're not gonna see that I, on my page. That's what I that's what I that's what I put in the Slack. That's the question yeah, that I asked. That. Like as yeah. an example, like you know what I mean. Like can you? I know everybody. I know y'all all want to do it, but you know what is that conversation like in your mind? Like you know what? <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, I don't even have a desire to do that. Like really. No, I mean, okay, let's break this down. When you say that I want, like, I would want to do it, what do you mean want to do it? Like, what does that mean? Okay, so, okay, so as a man, right? As a man, when I look at it, when I look at it as a man, just like being objective, because I don't really get into the challenge stuff, right? Okay. But when I see some of them, some of them actually look like a lot of fun. Right. So I sure. think that as okay. so I, so as a woman, right? Because because what does it it, it kind of displays, you know, the woman's ability to transform from, you know, because right. y'all have to multitask. Y'all gotta be, y'all gotta be moms and y'all gotta be the chefs yeah. and y'all gotta be the therapists and y'all gotta be the disciplinaries and the business owners and everything yeah. else. So yeah. to me, it's kind of a reflection of, you know, the the woman's ability and power to transform from this house cleaning kind of person to this diva bad stripper chick you know what i'm saying right like you can you can show all of it in like 10 seconds that yeah and it really it looks like it looks like something that women have a lot of fun doing you know what i'm saying True. yeah so that's yeah. why i'm like you know most women could would probably want to do that because um they would obviously do it their own way even though it's all the same but you know what you think put is put your spin on it, yeah. Yeah, you'll put your own spin on whatever the clothes are, whatever the shoes are, whatever the hairstyle. I mean, you, there's just a lot of ways to show your own individual sexy yeah. or beauty in it. That's what I see as a man. Like when I see women I doing see. it, like they get all in it. You know what I'm they saying? They do. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a lot of fun. It looks and like I a lot enjoy, of fun. I enjoy watching them. But mm-hmm. again, it comes back to the conversation about impact. Mm-hmm. That is not an impact that I want to have. Right in this space right i already know that i possess that Mm -hmm. right and i don't need to create a video to display it but do i appreciate the people who have have i seen somewhere i'm like girl get that you do right like (laughs) i'm cheering them on right but it's not necessarily something that resonates for me like oh i need to i need to create that video so everybody right. can see my little booty bouncing off the ground. Yeah, like right. I'm okay. I'm <laughs> okay good. with that. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't need to do that. Right. Right. It's, that's cool. That's fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I was thinking about. I was, that's one of the conversations I wanted to have. Cause I don't, I don't think that it's necessarily a conversation that we can have and, and get all the answers. Yeah, but true. when you talk to different people and get different perspectives, that's what I get more interested in because the person that asked me about that was actually a female, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that for a female, you know, there's probably, you know, like we talk about even here, some of the conversations that we have, um, you know, people are listening to y'all and you, it's a little bit different because this is kind of your profession. But sure. when people hear like somebody like Artesia speaking openly about sexual topics, there is definitely it triggers them in some way, you know, it, it, it triggers them and it makes them look at Artesia in a way. It makes them think, Oh, Hey, you know, she's having these kind of, that's the thing. Like, and we talked Mm. about it on on shows before when women speak openly about sex, Mm -hmm. it makes men look at them a certain kind of way. Like, Oh, 
okay, well, she's talking openly and comfortably about sex. That means I can approach her in a certain kind of way versus a woman mm-hmm. who's like, who doesn't talk about those things, you know? Yeah. And that's a shame though, that there's this assumption yes. because <laughs> a woman can talk about it, right? Like I can talk about food and recipes, but guess what? I'm not a cook. <laughs> like that's just not my thing. Right. Right. right? So, but I love food. Mm-hmm. So because food, I love you're food, I am, yeah, but I don't too. like to cook it. I'm working on that, yeah. but I don't like to cook it. <laughs> so yeah, I just think that people make a lot of assumptions Mm. Um, and I think people are often surprised. So one of the things I hear a lot from black women, um, as they respond to my post, it's like, mm-hmm. they say, you seem so comfortable talking so freely about sex mm-hmm. yeah. and they appreciate that because mm-hmm. I think it's a reflection of their challenges right. to do that. Yeah. Right. And then I think for men, it's like, oh, well, she's comfortable, which means she's comfortable with her sexuality. Yeah. And then it comes down to how can I benefit? <laughs> of course. I mean, it's a patriarchal society. We've been trained to find the advantage in all situations. So, so when it comes to, yeah, I know, I know. But at least most of us recognize it and yeah. we say, you know what? I can't operate that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it. But it's really, it's really, um, it's really a great thing to be able to have conversations like, like we do on the podcast, you know, yeah. like even shout out to Gina, the conversations that we have on the G lounge, like having open yeah. dialogue with grown women, you know, That's like right. it clearly helps other women who are listening to feel For more sure. comfortable in the create spaces to have those conversations, which I know is the, the pleasure pushers motto. That's <laughs> we right. We need to talk about it. Like we talk about Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving. That's right. Dinner. <laughs> yeah, we do. We need to change the taboo yeah, aspect yeah. of it. So one of the questions that I wanted to bring to the floor um, today was really looking at what your relationship is with pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think um, as a man, I'm curious about how much of the impact of your relationship with pleasure has to do with pleasing or conquering mm-hmm. or feeling a sense conquering. of, um, <laughs> you know, like I did that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, how yeah, much yeah, validation yeah. does it give you? Yeah. So let me let you, yeah. I just want to know, like, what what is your relationship with pleasure itself? Well, okay. So that's not as easy an answer as, as I can give, uh, but okay. let's have, let's have the discussion because there's different okay. layers of it. So when you talk about pleasure um, in the aspect of, my Sex. own pleasure or yeah like what 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 pleases me sexually or just overall overall sexual pleasure whether that's yeah. with yourself or somebody else right yeah okay so i'll say this for me uh, i mean of course i am a man i'm wired that way yeah. so i think i i'm pretty sure that um uh you know nine out of ten guys have probably asked a woman if they enjoyed it you know like, hey, we want to know. Like, it's not like wow. as much as as much as the narrative is. Oh, I'm just trying to get mine. Like, we be wanting to know. We want to make sure. We need. We kind of need that validation. I know. I'm, let's make I statements. I'm gonna make an I yeah, statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to know. Yeah. You know, I, I like to know. I mean, I'm at a point in life where I like to know um, if you're enjoying yourself, or right. if you've enjoyed it, or if there's some things like I'm at that point now. And I have to say that I have definitely. Uh, progressed 
mm-hmm. like in the last few years, because mm-hmm. in the past, as I think about my younger self, I, not that I didn't care, but I didn't have the courage to really have a dialogue about it. I wasn't mm-hmm. comfortable having a dialogue about it. Like I wasn't, I'm trying to get all the cues and let the cues tell me what's going on, but versus having it like an open conversation, even if it's obvious that you right. had a wonderful time, yeah. you know, like now, now I'm at the point where I want to have a discussion like, Hey, you know, so it's all yeah. good. Cool. But so let's, let's, let's talk about how Process. we can yeah. Yeah, continue to expand that. But for sure, as a man, like I want, I want confirmation that I put it down. It's not enough for, for my own, like, yeah, Frank, you did that, pat my own self on the back. I need mm-hmm. to hear your voice. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need yeah. to know, you know, I need to know, you know, how I did that thing. <laughs> because what does it do for you? What does it do for you? Well, I, I you know, I, I think that, I guess a byproduct of me feeling pleasure, and I'm learning this as time goes on, you know, a byproduct of, me pleasing you is that I get that pleasure. You know what I mean? Right. Like in the in the past, like things like um, oral sex, like being me performing oral sex. Okay. You know, it was this. You know, I wouldn't necessarily get that pleasure. Like I would do it for her. Like I'm I'm doing this to please you. Okay. But these these days, and I didn't used to understand that at first, but now. I actually, I don't get no like physical pleasure from doing it, but there is a pleasure that comes from, um, you know, giving performing. Pleasure. Yeah, yeah, just giving pleasure yeah, to somebody yeah. else. Like I, I actually get something out of that today that I didn't get when I was in my 20s. Got you know, it. it was very task oriented, like, okay, you know, this is what you do for women, even though that's a, that's a, uh, stereotype that black men don't eat down don't eat, i was like i forgot where i was at that black men don't eat pussy <laughs> i can talk like that here you can yes say it yeah but but 25 year old frank and 45 year old frank yeah 45 year old frank actually gets something out of giving pleasure to 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 the lady you know what i'm saying right i, I get something out of that like i enjoy that i feel that good yeah i good. feel that i feel okay. that yeah so I've, I've progressed in that way i've progressed in that way okay so you yeah. have a you have a healthy relationship with pleasure right now. I, yeah, a very healthy relationship. Me and pleasure, we like this. Y'all cool, <laughs> right? We Y'all cool. cool. But honestly, fan. like as people are listening to this conversation, I hope that they ask themselves that question too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what is your relationship? Because I think for some people, the relationship is strained or it's yeah. off balance. Like mm-hmm. I remember a time. I guess if we use these five. So when I was 25, mm-hmm. it was a very unbalanced relationship with pleasure mm-hmm. because I was truly in this space of thinking that my partner's pleasure was the first most important thing before right. mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now is that is that a, um, do you think that that was just like for you? Is that just something that like messages came to you as a woman that your your job is to please the man or what do you think that comes yeah, from? Yeah, socially, mm-hmm. that was my understanding. Yes, that I had a sexual power, but it was still to be used for his gratification. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, I'll enjoy it, sure. Mm-hmm. But it was still really about men are more sexual than women are. That was That's still a- my understanding at uh, 25. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And the reason for that is because it was more accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah. Any connotation I had about women and sex, it was all negative. So mm-hmm. it was like, well, I didn't want to be a part of anything that was 
negative, clearly. Right. Yeah. You know what's right. interesting? I remember, um, you know, like, obviously, we, we our, our views get shaped by, you know, the media, our own experiences, you know, um, parents, relationships that we observe, things like that. And I remember one time I was watching, I used to love watching Married with Children. Mm-hmm. I did too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but I always... I found myself though, like even watching shows like that, I found myself analyzing the relationships between the people, not just that show, but other yeah, shows yeah, too. I, I analyze yeah. the relationships. But I remember one time, I remember one time Al Bundy said, the, the world's, <laughs> the world, uh, everything changed when the woman started having pleasure in sex. Like basically that's kind of what he wow. said. Yeah, like everything changed when women started enjoying sex. And I was just, you know, I think about it now, I'm like, man, he said that on TV. <laughs> but insane. Right, but at that time, you know, like that was still in the, you know, what is that, the late 80s, 90s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that, that was acceptable to say at that time. It was. You know, just like it was acceptable to use certain words that we don't How do you remember that? Days. Like, I don't remember. Oh, man, I remember. Oh, I because it had an impact on it. <laughs> right. You know? Okay. This dude, this dude said everything changed when a woman started to enjoy yeah, that pleasure in sex, and I was just like. So, so I wanted to ask you a question about that as we jump right back into it. Um, right. Why do you? When you hear, I mean, when you hear from other women who ask you or, or just they, they recognize that you're obviously comfortable speaking about pleasure and you have a good relation, good, healthy relationship with pleasure, what does an unhealthy relationship with pleasure look like? Mm, that's a good question. So an unhealthy relationship with pleasure is one that is... Um, there's discomfort around giving yourself permission to receive it. Mm. Um, the inability to advocate for your pleasure is unhealthy. Um, like limiting beliefs about how you should experience pleasure is definitely unhealthy. Okay. The idea that someone else is 100% responsible for your pleasure mm-hmm. is definitely unhealthy. Now that one is, um, I remember I've, I've like, I guess since we've been having conversations like this, um, mm-hmm. because females will be quick like these days, right? You know, whether it's anecdotal or not, but females will be quick to say, oh yeah, and I and, and he ain't even make me come. I'm like, yeah, that's your fault. <laughs> Yeah, they're qu- that's exactly, uh, yes. I used to feel the same way. Uh, however, however, um, okay. There are people who are just naturally good lovers. Mm-hmm. They know techniques, they're comfortable with their body. Yeah. They're willing to try different things. Mm-hmm. So I think, women often n- misunderstand that and think mm-hmm. that it's still because of them that they had an orgasm. 
Mm -hmm. Okay. When, yes, it's important to have a lover that is comfortable and can do different things. Mm -hmm. However, if you're not in a space to be vulnerable and open and know your body, they can do all kinds of tricks and you're still, I mean, they could be a wonderful lover and you're still not going to experience an orgasm. Really? Definitely. Definitely. See, I think, I think with, because obviously what I think with men, it's different. So sure. we think about everything from our own perspective. So then, then we project that on everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. guys, we can't understand how you don't come. I mean, like there's been women and not so much now, but in the past, it was very common to hear women having conversations in spaces, talking about sex where they say, that they don't have orgasms. I'm like, what the hell's the point of having sex? If you don't have an orgasm as a man, I can't really fathom that. Cause sure. that's not, that's not gonna happen. I mean, if we don't have an orgasm, we didn't have sex. <laughs> that's how I used to think anyway. That's how I used to think. Sure. Not, yeah. no, not anymore, but in the past, yeah. that's what I used to think. So, you know, I couldn't fathom women having sexual uh, episodes two and three and, and not having an orgasm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't understand that. Yes. Yes. And that's a, I mean, I think the problem is still around women being able to articulate what pleases them. Yeah. Well, and and it's okay. So this is something that we should unpack just a little bit because I don't, I don't, I don't know that it's just that being the issue, like women's, what did you just say? How did you say it? Inability to communicate what pleases them. Right. So I don't think it's just that. What okay. I think, what I think also, and I'm speaking mm-hmm. from a man's perspective, you know, we're very, we live in our egoic mind very often. So mm-hmm. um, if a woman is aware that, that I operate in my egoic mind and she wants to have a conversation with me about how to please her, she's probably gonna hesitate, you know, because Mm -hmm. if she does that, she's gonna ding my ego, ego. you know what I'm saying? So maybe she wants to have it or she's able to have it, but she's looking at me like, well, you know, this might actually ruin our relationship if I talk to him because he's gonna think, right? He's gonna think that our sex is not good because I'm talking to him about how I can experience pleasure a little bit more in what we do you know like that's how I believe it gets filtered sometimes yeah but that's the problem is that women are then putting Mm -hmm. the man's ego ahead of their pleasure right if you're so afraid to bring it up because you think that it could ruin the relationship or they're not gonna I mean that's not a good enough reason not to bring it up so you're just supposed to suffer? Yeah, yeah. Suffer and not have an orgasm. Are you kidding me? No. That's wild. Like, I that's know, not that's fair. That's not yeah. fair. And hopefully the listeners are, are hearing this and, and they're, they're, if, they, if, they, if they are in that situation, women are in that situation, and the guys too. Like, listen, you oh, know, yeah. As, guy, yeah, as guys, we have to take the initiative. You know what I mean? Like, we have to um, have a conversation with, hey, so listen, let's have an open conversation and dialogue about sex. The thing, sure. let's talk about the things that we, that we, cause it's not about like what you do good and what you don't do well. It's about, this is yeah. what I enjoy. And this is what I would like to, I would like to 
experiment a little bit more with this. You know what I mean? It's not about you, you suck at this. Like, don't talk like that. <laughs> right. No, please don't. You have to, but yeah. but I think that that's an art too. Like the art of conversation, yeah, like sure. you have to know how to have these conversations because, you know, if you, if you go into it without any type of finesse, mm-hmm. it, it actually could have some implications that are negative. For sure. Yeah. No? And I think one of the questions I get a lot from men regarding communication is they're mm-hmm. not sure how to talk to their partners about exploring and doing different things. So they mm. say, how do I bring this up? How do I tell yeah. her I want to try something different? Yeah. So what's your so, advice to that? Yeah. So I think the interesting thing is we both have things we want to communicate. Mm-hmm. But there are assumptions that are made about how the information might get received. Mm-hmm. So we have to drop the assumption and be sure we're coming from a place of good intention for why we're bringing it up. Right. Yeah. And then we have to create a space that's safe enough with no judgment to be able to talk freely. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to have some rules around how the conversation needs to go Definitely. so that no one yeah. is attacked for wanting to do something that's different or giving some good criticism mm-hmm. about what they might want yeah and then creating a space where you can talk and really listen to the other person yeah right like don't yeah. take it personally so are you trying to tell me i'm not that good because right exactly da, 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 da. like no nobody yeah is, right like if, it, if, if you but if you can imagine though you know, now, hopefully nobody in our, I mean, I, I can't even say that because I know just because that there are people in our age group who who still have trouble with that, who still have trouble having those kind of yeah, conversations. For sure. So, um, you know, but there's no better, there's no better time than the present to do something new and different. You know what I mean? That's because right. if you want to enhance your relationship, you know, any, all communication to me and all different aspects of a relationship is an enhancement. Like when you're having discussions, mm-hmm. when you're talking, when you're having dialogue, when you're when you're not just, you know, arguing all the time or debating right. all the time. You know, when you're just having dialogue or just having discussions and and, and you're free, because I think what you said was so important. And not just in relationships, but most importantly in relationships, you really have to create that environment, that safe yes. environment to be vulnerable. It's not easy. No, no. And if you recognize that talking about other topics you don't feel safe with, then obviously talking about this isn't going to be any safer. So you have to address those other areas. Like couples talking about finances can be a very charged conversation, Mm -hmm. right? How people spend money, how you grew up. If Mm -hmm. you have, you know, a lack fear, or like all these things that you have to manage, mm-hmm. you know, are the conversations fair where people don't feel attacked? If it yeah. doesn't feel that way, talking about finances or the kids, mm-hmm. well, it's definitely not going to be that for sex. Right. So is that when you have your, your sessions with couples, is that something, I mean, I'd imagine that you talk about communication a for lot. Sure. For <laughs> sure. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. And really getting people to be aware of what their real communication style is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And what are the things that they do that sabotages communication? Wow. Yeah. You know, that's so interesting because, um, you know, there's a lot of my communication, a lot of what I learned has come from my job, actually, you know, Mm. just, yeah, just understanding communication styles and um, personality differences Mm -hmm. and things like that, you know, just, I've come into a lot of awareness because um, like we do motivational interviewing and things like mm-hmm, that. So, so yeah. I, I pick up those skills and it's just like, wow, this, it actually works in, I mean, it's just a human skill to have, like being For able to, sure. you know, understand different communication styles and things like that. Can you imagine having no knowledge of your mm-hmm. own style or the, or the style of others? Oh, we just clash. Yeah. Well, why do y'all clash? Well, we just, we just can't talk to each other. Well, why not? Like just exactly. You yeah. have to be, you have to, you have to get some information and, and understand because it's just like anything else. Um, if there's knowledge out there about it and you attain that knowledge, then it's going to help you in your particular situation. Um, sure. Even if, even if it is just as simple as a, as a conversation and understanding people's communication styles, I just, I can't, and I'm not the, I mean, I try to be a good communicator, but I try to be more aware. So my gift mm-hmm. in communicating is listening. Let me just listen. And I got mm. these big ears for a reason. Let me, let me take in some information. And, Your ears are not and, that big. I don't, I, don't, I disagree. <laughs> disagree. But, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's well, your I strong point. That. That's your strong Listen. point in communication, you feel, is your active listening. I do. I do. Because I, I've learned, right, when I started to pay more attention to it, I noticed that I was... I would definitely dominate conversations or I would listen to respond. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't yeah. listen for understanding. I wouldn't reflect, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. I wouldn't ask open-ended questions and different things like that. I, I, I wouldn't do any of that. When I picked up those skills, that's when I learned, oh, when I'm kind of having conversations, I'm more like 70% talking, 30% listening. <laughs> you know, I'm like, whoa, you, you gotta shut up, man. Just Right, you know? right. You know, the other thing that we do is, and this is like a sidebar, like this happens when I'm, when I'm watching people talk to their kids or not even just their kids, but just people ask people questions and then they give them the answers. Like they, (laughs) they give them options. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, just learn how to be silent. It's hard to be silent. It's hard to just ask somebody a question and then just, just be silent. We're so so are you thinking this? Are you thinking that? Are you thinking this? What do you guys want to eat tonight? You want to eat burgers? You want to eat pizza? Or you want to eat nachos? Right. I guarantee you they're going to choose one of the options you give them. <laughs> yes, because they're, I mean, it's like leading questions. So you're exactly. asking a question to get a certain response. Mm-hmm. Like and we say, have to be careful. Yeah, like you say, uh, you know, what, what are you trying to say? I don't, I'm not good in bed? Like, no, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> Why don't you listen right. to what I am saying, though? You know, listen Correct. to that. Am saying. Yes. That's and that's why I tell couples all the time when you hear something, tell the person what you heard. Yeah. Reflection. Yeah. yeah. So there can be some clarification happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like what I hear you say is this. Exactly. And yeah, the I person <laughs> can can say, well, no, that's not what I was saying. Or let me say Mm-mm. it a different way so that you can get my intent. And sometimes it honestly, like sometimes it is hard to articulate how you feel sometimes. Like real yeah, it's, talk. Yeah, it's not always easy. Especially no. when you have a I mean, I think when you have emotions involved. Yes. 
you know, because charged I, up. Yeah, and or even if it's like you know, as a they're just speaking openly, right? If I'm talking to my lady or we're having a situation and she hurts my feelings, okay, you know, I'm never gonna say that. You know, I'm mm. not. I'm never gonna say you hurt my feelings, but I'm gonna feel hurt. And so if I'm feeling hurt, I'm probably not gonna be wanting to open up at that point. You know, it's, okay. I'm not gonna wanna open up emotionally because you hurt my feelings, you know? But the problem is we don't say that. We don't talk like that. Guys don't talk like that. You hurt my feelings. Got we feel it. like, well, we feel weak when we talk like that, you know? Sure, yeah. yeah we, gotta out, we gotta outgrow that. For sure, because you're doing yourself a disservice mm-hmm. by not letting your partner know that that's what happened. Right. And then you right. expect there to be change but the other person had no idea that you were hurt. And oftentimes for men, hurt comes across as anger. Mm-hmm. When yeah. it's really hurt. It's just hurt. Yeah. But they won't name it. Right. Or um, some type of fear as well. Fear comes off as anger Absolutely. as well. You Absolutely. Absolutely like, it does. Yeah, yes. You know, it's interesting that uh, I had another relationship kind of topic that I wanted to talk about. I think it's a good segue. Uh, and it talks specifically about the the pandemic. You know, what did we learn about ourselves relationally during the pandemic? Like, how are we different? You know, mm-hmm. how are we how are we better? How are we worse? Like, what what observations did you have about yourself mm-hmm. during the pandemic as it relates to your relationship? I think for me, I learned, or it drove the point home that I need time for myself Mm -hmm. um, away from our shared space. Mm. I didn't realize how much I valued that because I consider myself to be someone who with the partner that I have, like I just about could be around him all the time, anytime. Like Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. So I forget how valuable time away can be because it was just built into our life then, right? We weren't doing yeah. everything from the house. Mm-hmm. So during the pandemic, it showed me that, no, I do, I need that time mm-hmm. for myself um, yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. What did you learn? What does it reveal for you? You know, for me, I think it was more about, um, kind of what we were speaking about earlier. Like I thought that I was better at taking the coats off. Oh, yeah. yeah I thought that I thought I was better at it, but when when the pandemic happened, I realized that I I didn't or I wasn't doing as good of a job of a, as I thought I was of really just being me. You know what I mean? I was always yeah. I was always I'm always in a role. You know, I'm always, you know, daddy, or I'm always at work, or I'm always, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always in a role, but like, kind of like you said as well, um, just getting getting to Frank, getting to Francis, the franchise, you know, I almost had to like rename myself just so I can, when I said this, when I'm in that mode, this is me, you know what I mean? I'm going to do the things that I want to do, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pursue the things that make me happy or the things that I'm curious about all the things that I enjoy because prior to that you know I didn't I don't think I made time you know I, I just mm. took whatever time was kind of left over available right yeah, yeah. whatever time's yeah. available because because the roles 
and the way life is structured, like I'm running from work, coming to the crib, taking my yep. kids to practice, going to pick her up from dance and this and that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, but, but even prior to the pandemic happening, again, around my birthday, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to be, I, I need to get to me. I need to live in my truth, like literally. Yeah. And so like, I, I started doing things a little differently. Like I would, because in, in the past, I would like take my, my son to practice and I would just stay there and wait for him to finish. But then like last year, early in the year, around this time, I would take him to practice and I would go to the gym. You know, I would yeah, let him good. do his thing yeah. and I'd go do my thing. Or even if I didn't go to the gym, I would I would go for a jog in the neighborhood where he was playing football. Like I would do some me stuff, you know? Yeah. And um, and then when, when the pandemic happened, whew, oh, I had a whole lot of time to do a lot of me stuff because nobody was doing nothing. I was working two days right. at the job. I mean, you know, like a lot of beautiful things happened in 2020 yeah. in regards to me being able to uh, get reacquainted with myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like just getting reacquainted with myself. I realized how important it was just to get all the coats off, take them off. That's right. You know? Yeah. Get down yeah. to who you are at your core as a person. Exactly. Cause that's the most important relationship that we have. It starts yeah. with the one we have with ourselves. That's like, right. That's where it starts. We're no good to anybody else. If Not our primary all. relationship is has any type of tension or we're not close to who mm-hmm. we are. Right, right. And that's the thing, like you said, when you um, show up in a relationship like as your full self or if you're mm-hmm. energizing and feeding who you are as a person and you're getting better as an individual, then that shows up in all the different, rela- I mean, all the different relationships you have, all the different roles that you play. Like you're just right. operating, at, I feel like I'm operating at a higher level because you know I know me you know what I mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so so it was a lot of uh a lot of beautiful things a lot of elevation taking place in 2020 for me yeah as, as as the pandemic was slowing things down I was like oh okay you know there's a there's a good opportunity here yeah no there's a lot of good that came from it in the midst yeah. of all of the challenges that we faced but I mean that's how we need to approach any situation that we're in right we need to find what value did we get out of it there's Mm -hmm. always a lesson to learn if we choose to approach it in that way yeah if we see it in that way if we if we look at it through that lens Mm -hmm. and it's just like i saw um i was reading something i think it was just a meme maybe on instagram and it said you know if you if you look at life as a bunch of problems then you're just gonna have more of them and obviously, exactly. if, if, you, if you have the mindset of possibilities, then that's what you're going to see. You're not going to see obstacles. You're going to see opportunities. You know, it's just, it's all mindset. It's it all is. mindset. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. what we think about expands. Mm-hmm. So we, can't, we shouldn't be surprised at what we think about and what's happening in our life because mm-hmm. it's based off of our thoughts. Exactly. And what we believe exactly. to be true. Yeah. Exactly. True indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the other, I have to save my other, uh, I'm going to be selfish in my other topic because I need to hear from Anthony and Artesia on um, going to a sex club, Oh. experiencing that, why I think everyone should go. Mm-hmm. And I want to share a little bit about my experience when I went. 
Now, so, exactly, yeah, exactly what is a sex club? So a sex club is a space where people openly have sex in front of you and you can watch. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, so let's let's put a pin in that so that yeah, we yeah, can please. talk about that um, in our next wonderful conversation. Never had a lot, this is all I need. People never care until it's R.I.P. Niggas turn their back on me for no good reason. Loyalty is priceless and it's all I need. Can't burn a bridge just to light my way. Lot of 42 on the flights I'm taking. Pouring out my soul and it might sound crazy. Lot of falling outs help me build foundation. Never had a lot, this is all I need. People never care until it's R.I.P. Niggas turn their back on me for no good reason. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.